to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, tools to help you with everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna, the owner of Men and Women Home Care, and today we're going to be talking about dementia versus depression in seniors. Hello everybody and welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. My name is Ryan McKenna and I'm here with Janet and today we're talking about depression versus dementia in this episode, episode number six. So let's get right into it, Janet. Why are we talking about depression versus dementia? What is it and why is it important? Okay, primarily the, um, I would say the difference between dementia and depression is depression is a mood situation and it can often be treated with um, medication or talking things through things of that nature. Um, Dementia is a cognitive situation. It's a memory situation. The brain has been affected and only a doctor can really tell you what the difference between the two is. Um, But if someone, especially if they live alone, um, after the holidays and all, it's considered the winter blues a lot of times. But very often with the elderly, one of the major sources of depression is, um, is fear of falling. And that can change the whole way they look at life. And uh, I know you've worked with a, a number of things um, regarding fall prevention. And maybe you can speak to, to some of those issues. Yeah, I mean, I would say with, with our business, f- preventing falling is number the number one or one of the top reasons why people call us up and use our services because mom or dad has had an issue with a fall and then they're worried about it occurring again and because they're so traumatic. Um, falls are the number one reason why older adults go into a hospital. Um, they're usually the number one reason why people that are older end up passing away because when you have a fall and something catastrophic occurs, whether it's head trauma or if it's a a broken bone, people don't recover from those as once they get older. So when somebody realizes that they're not as stable on their feet as they once were, that can lead to a depression. And then they say, well, I'm not going to go outside because who knows when this next fall could be the fall that puts me in the hospital or the nursing home for the rest of my days. So it's, it's almost like I'm going to give up my social life in order to keep my independence when they really go hand in hand. If you want to, if you're going to be independent, you might as well have a social life to go with it. Um, so, I mean, that's the real reason why people are, are depressed because of those, those fall issues. And the only thing you can really do is you, you have, in my opinion, you have two options. Um, you can make the home safer, and obviously the kitchen and the bathroom are the two biggest fall areas because you're dealing with water. You're dealing with people that are, are slick, whether it's their feet are slick from getting in and out of the shower or using the sink, or in the bathroom you're making a meal and water falls on the floor as you're washing your vegetables and you can slip on that. So you can put anti uh, anti-slip mats down to try to prevent that. You can put grab bars in. You can put in shower chairs and and many different things to uh, try to eliminate that that issue with preventing falls. Um, additionally, some modifications that you can make is make 
turning lights on easier. If there's a lamp in the back of the room that needs to be turned on manually, we'll move that to the front of the room so that you can do it once you enter it versus going through a dark room to the back. Um, even having an electrician coming in and changing what light switches change uh, what lights turn on can be important. Um, but your real two options are going with that, that type of modification and really hoping that things work out well and, and living your life and, and, and having a social life and enjoying the time you have left. Or you can make the decision to go into either a facility or use private home care and have an aid in there that's available in case you fall so that you're not sitting there for uh, hours in case, in case you do fall. Um, another option that you have, though, is to use an, a monitor. And in case you do have that fall, then you have somebody that can come out and, and help you. But in my opinion, and if, when I get to that age, I'm going to have to keep living life because there's no point sitting at home watching TV and letting life pass you by because you're afraid of falls. And maybe one of the things you can talk about a little bit, Janet, is kind of having a conversation with mom and dad with those falls and uh, bringing it up to them and, and, and uh, talking about this issue. Yeah, I think that's um, that's an excellent idea because fear, I mean, let's face it, fear is paralyzing whether you're a kid, an adult, an elder person. If, you're, if you have a fear of water, you don't want to get in the deep end of the pool, so you don't go swimming. Um, I think that in terms of having conversations with, um, with your parent or whoever the person may be, you want, it's their confidence that's being, um, you know, that's feeling rocky. And that's where that anxiety and that depression is coming from. So to talk with them and to reinforce, you know, I understand you want to stay in your home. What can we do to make this safer? And what um, what types of either, as you were saying, adaptive equipment or, you know what, let's agree, I'm going to give you a call every every morning around 10 o'clock and make sure that everything was okay. They can feel that, gee, you know, somebody is, is going to call. I'm not going to be here by myself. Um, if someone is, um, you know, afraid of falling, they will actually um, turn down medical appointments. And sometimes maybe on an off day, on a weekend, do a dry run. Go with them into the car. Go somewhere. Get out of the car. Again, it's it's taking away some of that fear. And if in the course of these conversations you're finding that your your mom or your dad can't follow the conversation or they're drifting off to something else, that can also be an indication that maybe it's not just depression. Maybe there is some cognitive issues there. And you want to tuck that away and share it with the doctor the next time they're going. But um, I think the idea of having someone get out, because the more they can get out, the more they're going to use their muscles, the stronger they're going to be, and that's going to reduce their fear of falling. Um, and part of falling, too, in depression is if somebody's eyesight. Maybe it's just a matter of really changing their glasses or fixing their hearing aid. And those are things that can be relatively easily addressed. And those can all lead to depression, and that's not dementia. But if they have everything that, that seems to make sense for their safety, and then you find they're still forgetting things, losing their way, um, and you see that it seems more of a memory issue, now maybe you're dealing with something that's, that's dementia, and yeah. you want to check that out. Well, and, and granted, anybody can hear this podcast anywhere in the country, but for a lot of older adults... They end up retiring to a different spot down in the south, whether that's in the Virginias, the Carolinas, or um, down in Florida. So if something like that happens, or if there is a location change, even if it's within New England, 
maybe it's time to start thinking about a one story in a ranch rather than dealing with uh, a two story building. So that way you're 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 not dealing with steep steps going up and down, whether that's to the walkway out to the driveway or upstairs to the second floor. It might be time to think about making things as level as possible to reduce trip hazards. So when you're having that conversation and mom and dad are saying, well, we're going to retire in five years, you might want to think about just a nice level home rather than having to go up and down stairs. Absolutely. And even if you're, that's an excellent point. If you're stuck with some stubborn Yankees that are born and raised around here and they don't plan on leaving the snowy part of the world, um, I had a conversation with my own parents and a decision was made that, you know, it really was best to live on the first floor. And was everything set up that that would work? In their case, the house worked um, quite well. Some people need modifications to do that. But where you can reduce the stairs, and it also can be an issue of if, if it's a couple and one can't hear, the other one can be running around trying to get the other one to hear, and that causes falls. So whatever you can do to improve communication and reduce steps, that's a great idea. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your input, Janet. We'll wrap this episode up. Thank you very much for listening. We have new episodes come out every Tuesday, as always. So you will look look forward to hearing from us next Tuesday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Caregiver's Toolbox podcast, which is brought to you by Minute Women Home Care Services, located in Lexington, Massachusetts. Call us at 1-844-BEST-CARE if you have caregiving questions or needs. For comments regarding the podcast, find us on Twitter. Our handle is at MWHomeCare. Thanks again, and we look forward to hearing from you.